Merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Do you guys like t-shirts with antelopes on them? What about like mugs and stuff with our logo on them? Well, if you go to the link in the description of this episode down at tpublic.com, you can get that stuff. And there's actually a sale on the whole site this week. So do it. Things are $14. It's great. Tim. Raise a glass to freedom. Something they can never take away. No matter what they tell you Let's have another round tonight Raise a glass to the four of us Tomorrow Tomorrow there'll be more of us Telling the story of tonight Let's have another round tonight Let's tell the story of tonight Raise a glass to freedom They'll tell the story of tonight Raise a glass to freedom They'll tell the story of tonight. The story of tonight. Welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast. My name is Tim Blay. And I am Tom Zlatna. And joining us this week is fucking nobody. Nobody at all. Bam, 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 bam. Boom. Yes, it's a duopolix show today. We've got Bop, Wop, Me. Mm-hmm. And Tom, so so when we sang that song about the four of us, we were lying. Ha. Sorry, ha. Oh, that's why you wanted to do that. <laughs> no, I wanted to do that as a as an ode to liberty and freedom and justice for all. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Sorry, I put my whole lip over the pop filter just now, and <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think it would impair my speech that, that much. <laughs> that wasn't an okay thing for you to do, Tommy. No, it hurt. You kind of you you're you're looking walrusy today. Mm-hmm. It's the stash. Wow, you're, I'm never touching that pop filter in my life. Well, you never do. It's mine. Well, that's that's fair enough. It's my popular filter. How gross do you think that pop filter is now? Disgusting. Like, the worst. The most been, disgusting. I mean, I know it's not as disgusting as mine just because I've had mine for longer and also never watched it. Right. But occasionally I smell my pop filter because it's, it's fabric, right? It's this, if people don't know, it's this fabric you put in front of the microphone so that your P's and B's don't come through too your tight. Your P's and your Q's. Yeah. And a lot of them are metal, but Tom's is fabric. And so it gets all your little flecks of spit and germs and fungi from your mouth. And you could probably make a full clone of you based on what's in that pop filter. It doesn't smell too bad yet. No? So I guess I haven't been using it long enough. Oh, that's good. Well, sometimes it only smells bad for a little while after you use it if you haven't brushed your teeth in too long. Right. And then, it, like, like bacteria die in dry conditions, so that's probably your saving grace. Oh. Hmm. I got a confession to make. Mm. I'm distracted right now while we're recording this because I threw my phone over there. <laughs> and now I don't have it. So I'm going to... Do you want to? Uh, do you want to go reach for your phone? I'm reach for my phone, and I can. Uh, and while I do it, I want you to tell me a story. Um, once upon a time, there was a tiny cow. Now this cow lived in a farm with lots of other cows, but this cow was tiny. He was so tiny that he couldn't reach his mother's udder to get milk. Six thirty-one p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. That's not a useful. That wasn't a good story. This is a podcast. What, what kind of story do you want? That's the story that I tell my niece. She loves it. She's two. She's 
she has bad taste in she stories. always wants the tiny cow story i don't know what, what do you want how does that me? story go from there because so far that wasn't a very interesting story well the, the thing with children's stories is that you it's mostly in your inflection like mm-hmm. how you i mean i wouldn't say it that boring once upon a time there was a tiny cow right and then it's all about repetition i don't know this is what i think anyway so mm-hmm. you've got to the, the cow goes off on his various adventures and he runs into like a family of pigs and a family mm. of chickens and stuff and he like tries to be one of them because they're tiny like him but he never can because he doesn't really fit in anyways it's it i would if you wanted me to tell the story i would tell the story but you don't i do actually Nah. now i want you to tell the story with the right inflections <laughs> i can't do it there's no niece here once upon a time there was a tiny cow this cow was so tiny that it didn't fit in and then it fell out and died. What did it fall out from? I don't know. Where was it trying to fit in? Society. Oh, well, it fell out of society. And died? It became, it became a, an indigent cow roaming the streets of our inner cities. That's our word. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, exactly what, what minority group are you claiming to be a part of right now? Cows. <laughs> I keep hitting my pop filter into my mic by accident. You do. I think, the, I mean, cows... Cows are ripe for an uprising. They're they're a vastly ignored section of the populace. You should join the revolution. <laughs> They've been disenfranchised for a large portion of human history. Mm-hmm. It's time that we reveal the hypocrisy <laughs> of the state. Uh, you're really milking this. <laughs> this is an utterly painful joke. <laughs> I have to huff it if I want to come in with a better one. Politics are getting really extreme. Mm. Patches. (laughs) Black and white patches. Joke about cow (laughs) patterned patches on a cow. Cows have patches. You can do butter, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) No one's listening anymore. (laughs) We're alone. (laughs) That's great. All right. Well, you want to, what should we do in our our lonesome state? You want to air some grievances? I've got a grievance. Oh, yeah? Hey. Hey. Hey, Simon. Hey. Thanks for being sick today and not coming to the podcast. I mean, it's not his fault. Grievance. Sick. <laughs> Grievance culture. Is, is, hey, Simon, is, is he sick? Hey, do, you know, do we know what he has? Uh, he said he just feels sick today. Better not have butt cancer. He could have butt cancer. <laughs> would, be, you, would you feel horrible? If, if he had butt If I predicted yeah. his butt cancer? Yeah. You know, I think at first I'd feel horrible. And then I'd feel... And then you'd feel horrible because he had cancer. Yeah, 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 I would hope. Yeah, yeah, I'd feel horrible that he has butt cancer, but then at some point, I think I'd transition into feeling excited about my superpower. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like it's a bad way to find out you can predict the future, but like, you can predict the future. I mean, the the question the question that's going to weigh on your mind, right, is that you're not sure which superpower you have. Did you predict the future, or did you cause the future? <laughs> did I give him butt cancer? <laughs> exactly. Huh. Sometimes placebos make it so. Make it so. Mm. I have another grievance to air. I have a, uh, sure, go for it. Desiree. Yeah, she's not a grievance. I'm airing my grievance, Tim. You're marrying Desiree? I'm marrying Desiree. Oh, wow, congratulations. Desiree D'Souza, will you... She's not listening to this. She's not listening to this. No, (laughs) I I have a grievance to air with Des, too, because she said she'd probably be here this week, and now she's not, because she's tired. Well, she did. She was she was running a uh, a retreat weekend all this weekend, and I saw her yesterday after that, and she did look genuinely exhausted. 
and then informed me that she had to write like a million words for a thing. So I eh. slept for five hours and then worked for eight. I slept for 14 hours. It was, it was, you must be exhausted too then. Well, I mean, no, not really. I'm, I'm doing okay. Like I was saying before the podcast started, my ears are ringing, which happens whenever I get like way whacked off of my sleep schedule. You go up. That's Pardon. not not words. Just um, say whenever you whack off in your sleep, your ears <laughs> ring the next day. Yeah, it's not. I, I mean, that's that's the only way that I know. Right, right? is that uh, you know there's a bit of a mess and my ears are ringing. Hmm. But what was I saying? I don't remember. <laughs> your ears but are was, ringing. Yeah, it was that pretty impressive. Somebody's I did, talking about you. I did a full eight hour sleep cycle, mm-hmm. and then I woke up, felt like I hadn't slept yet, and then slept another like six hours. It was good times. It's it's impressive, like the ability of one's body to to do that, like to know exactly how much sleep you missed last time and make it up so exactly this time. You need to stop justifying yourself. As justifying, justifying. Mm. Tasty you need chest. to stop justifying yourself. I know, I know, it's a problem. It's not even your best part. It doesn't even look good. I just your chest is like your third best part. What would you say is my best part? You've got decent calves. <laughs> Why, where was that in the cow jokes come on Mr. your golden opportunity i was saving it for later i see don't have a cow man mm, i i have two of them you think really you, you like you enjoy my calves i've always thought that i have i didn't say i enjoy them i said they're decent i have very flat calves have you i don't know have you noticed this when you flex your calves they're like the flattest muscle for some reason they form like a, a a wall like a shelf they're not round the way most muscles are they're like flat and then they have a an angle to them i didn't say i enjoy them everyone go <laughs> everyone <laughs> at home flex your calves for me tell me what you think let us know in the comments <laughs> <laughs> anyways i'm i'm flattered by the the praise you're heaping on my calves but really i'm okay you need to stop justifying yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I do not know what you mean, madam. Would you like to? <laughs> I, I can't remember. There's an inside joke I wanted to pull out. Like I'm too, I'm too foggy. I can't remember. I can't remember what the inside joke was. Uh, I raised my glass. To make to say that thing that we always say before we take a glass of water. I don't remember what it is. Think suitcases. You're gonna unpack it. Mm, that's it. We're gonna unpack. Okay. Um. I think you have a tendency to try and justify oversleeping. I don't oversleep. You oversleep. I don't. I sleep no you, more than eight hours. Except today, when you just confessed to sleeping fourteen hours. Only because I didn't sleep the previous night. But that's. You don't, that's not how the world works. It's how my body works. Your body doesn't work. It, it works to, it, it does. It, it knows when it's missed in a, a day of sleep and it just does two days of sleep the next day. Does it know when it's missed several days of sunlight? Um, well, yeah, but it likes that. It shouldn't. You, you're, you're, that's actually really unhealthy. This is an intervention. I'm concerned about your health. Aren't you supposed to get like 15 of my friends and family member to sit, members to sit down so that you can like overpower me with concern i invited them and this is everyone who showed up is everyone who cares about my sleep schedule me well that's good to know man i'm glad to know you really care 
about my life. My pop screen is uh, it's looser than it usually is. Mm. It's falling a lot easier than, than your, normal. Your morals are u- looser than they usually are. <sighs> Let's just say I've got some real loose morals mm. in the ocean of my life. Yeah, it would be useful to be awake during the day. And healthy. Yeah. Humans yeah. need sun to function. I should, uh, do you think that I should get some like, what's that thing that puts you to sleep? Not sleeping pills, the natural one. Like vitamin D or tryptophan or... You you need vitamin D and that's why you should be awake during the daytime. Yeah, but how do you be awake? Uh, I mean, how do Mel- you... Melatonin? Melatonin, that's the one, yeah. The, the, here, here's the, the problem. How do you go about switching from being awake, being awake all night to being awake all day? How do I? How does one? Is, is there a game plan? Because every plan I try doesn't work. You're just not disciplined enough. Well, that's not a, that, that might be true. I think that is true that I'm not disciplined enough, but that means that I need a plan. Or you just need to be disciplined. That's, that's like saying you need to be taller. Like it doesn't work. I do need to be taller. I mean, everyone needs to be taller for when they're not tall enough. But like, I, I don't know, especially you're not, you're not even telling me to be disciplined. You're telling me in the moment I wake up to be disciplined. Like, I'm not sure right. if that's a conscious like thing you can do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, so for me, what makes sense would be like, if you're trying to shift yourself to a day schedule, right? Mm-hmm. You sometimes try to do this yes. and you're, what you always do is stay awake way too long so that you can go to sleep at nighttime and wake up in the morning. But yeah. then what you end up doing instead is going to sleep at nighttime and waking up at nighttime because you end up overcompensating for the sleep. That's true. So what you need to do but is the, stop letting yourself be a, in bed for longer than a certain amount of time. Because what you tend to do is if you go to bed at nine trying to go to sleep, but you don't fall asleep till four, mm-hmm. you say, okay, well, I only fell asleep at four, so now I'm going to wake up at five. What you should... PM, I should specify. What you should do is say, well, I only fell asleep at four, so I'm getting four hours of sleep tonight, and then wake up at like eight or nine in the morning. So usually I do that. Like whenever I fall asleep at four, but I'm trying to get up at nine, mm-hmm. I'll set an alarm for nine, but my half awake brain looks at it and says, nope, and then it shuts it off and it goes back to sleep for four hours. Which would be a fine argument if it weren't for the fact that you frequently ask me to make sure that you actually wake up, and then I do. And then I have to do it every hour for four hours before you actually get out of bed. Yeah, that's true. But it's, the, it's my half-awake brain every time. You're just a per- human version of that alarm clock. Right. But do you see what I'm saying? It's like you need to actually find a way to force yourself to not let your body make you get more sleep. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. How do you do it? <laughs> well, that's the, yeah, that's the the open question. Let us know in the comments. I wonder if there are studies on like resetting sleep cycles i think there probably are there must be right that what, what are sleep labs for sleep labs are i don't know they sound like terrifying places they sound like dogs with powers um maybe but usually when you put a dog to sleep that's not really a good thing let's unpack that hmm. so do you know about the dog in the suitcase joke Nope. I think I ruined the punchline of the joke. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even really remember the joke, but the punchline is that there's a dog in a suitcase. (laughs) 
What else could you put in a suitcase? Um, you could put in <laughs> unpack that. <laughs> unpack I, that suitcase. Hold on, you're actually you're, this is a contradiction in terms. You you're telling me to pack a suitcase and unpack the suitcase mm-hmm. at the same time. Well, you've got to pack the suitcase before you can unpack it. That's true. Because otherwise, it's just a suitcase with nothing in it. It's Have you ever heard about? packing up all your troubles in an old kit bag and then smile 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 three smile yeah Why would pack you... up your troubles in an old kit bag and smile 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 i got two questions for you out of that one two two okay question number one why three smile because it it works if, if you smile once mm-hmm. then you can just write it off as a fluke and you go back to frowning sure you smile twice, then it's like you were really just trying to write off the people who were saying it was a fluke. Sure. But if you smile three times, then you real smile. Then you smile for genuine. Question number two. Yes? What's a kit bag? I don't, I, I'm not entirely sure. My impression was always that it was a bag what you put a kit in. Sure. Like, I don't know. It's It's either like those... What are those things called that like, where you like tie up a, suit, a handkerchief full of stuff and you throw it over your shoulder with a stick? Oh well, um, is that a kit bag? Probably not. I used to know what that was called. It's called something else. I think it was a military thing. Like you've got all your your kit for like like stuff you got to do as a soldier. You got it in a bag, right? So instead of keeping your troubles on your shoulders, you pack them away in your kit bag. And then you smile. 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 Three smile. The best smile. You know when you're playing a game of baseball? Yeah. And the pitcher throws ball? Mm-hmm. And you don't hit? Yeah. That's smile one. Uh-huh. You know when your pitcher pitches, throws ball again? <laughs> this is... Yeah. Yeah, I do. And you don't hit? Mm. Smile two. I wonder where this is going. When the pitcher throws the ball third time, mm-hmm. you don't hit. Yeah. Three smiles, you're out. Yay, good times. So that's basically how baseball works. Did you ever see that movie, Three Smiles, starring uh, Eminem? Come again? It's Three Smile with Eminem. Three. This podcast is unlistenable. No one, no one, <laughs> no one is going to make it this far into this episode. We're fifteen minutes in. <laughs> oh. Six forty-six p.m. He starts to get time. <laughs> oh man, how's your uh, how's your uh, uh, days been? My days, yeah, since last week we met and recorded. Yeah, what fills your days? What fills my days? Uh, I did a bunch of photography for the uh, Improv Festival last mm. week. That was fun. Um, improvisers move a lot. Yeah, I guess that's one of the things about being a stage performer. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out how to do like action photography because because hmm. a lot of a lot of my shots ended up blurry. Right. I mean, did you, did you adjust like your your frame or what, what's it called your shutter speed? No, I think I need to do that. Yeah, because I had the normal shutter speed for when I'm doing normal things Mm. yeah so like the first night was fine because they were like (laughs) 
So like each successive night of the week was like slightly higher level improv. Okay. So like the first night was like the lowest level people and the last night was like the stars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first night that I did it was like night two maybe. So they weren't moving as much because lower level people don't do as much physical work. Okay. Yeah. Um, they moved, but not as much. Right. And then like by the, the other night that I did it, they were really moving a lot. Uh, and it like really threw off my focus. Yeah. So there were a lot of shots that I was like, wow, this is going to be a great shot because I like snapped it right as they were doing something crazy. And then I look at the shot and their faces are blurry. And I'm mm. like, shit. All right. Now it looks like they've just been targeted by that little girl from the ring. And they blurred out their faces. Sure. Was it well lit? Because like if, if you're going to shorten the shutter speed, then you need to have like good lighting. Too. It was. It's, well, I mean, like it's tricky. It's, yeah. Like live venue stuff, right? Like it's it's dark. But the stage is lit. Yeah. But the stage is lit like with like bright soft lights almost. Mm. And only in sort of one direction. Yeah. So like a lot of my good shots, people are lit really well from one side and then it's like darkness surrounding them. Right. Which is a pretty cool effect. It's great. Yeah. But it's still, it's not like perfect lighting for like photo taking. No, not at all. So, but I think I got a decent amount of good photos. You think they'll be happy with your work? I think they'll be satisfied. They'll never be satisfied. That Sia track has brought me new life this week. Oh yeah, you've been listening to the uh, the Hamilton mixtape drops. Mixtape. Hey? Yep. Yeah, something that I I like. Yeah, I I enjoyed that that track. I did find it. Yeah, it it felt so produced, right? Like it it feels like a pop song, mm-hmm. and I'm not used to it feeling like a pop song. And I'm also not used to pop songs having stories to them, right? So especially that section where it's like back and forth between uh, between Hamilton and uh, Angelica Schuyler. It's very odd to me because it's like, this is, oh, this is not two things that ever happened together. Mm-hmm. Are you tweeting? Are you tweeting while we're doing this podcast? I might be. Mm. Would you care to share your thoughts with the rest of the class? So... A long time friend of the show, Mike Carosa, had a good tweet. Ooh. He tweeted. Where did it go? He tweeted, hey, y'all, I'm single and ready to stingle. A hive of bees disguised as a human, but doing a bad job. <laughs> kind of like how bad this joke is. Uh, and then he replied to his own tweet saying, hey, y'all. I'm single and ready to tingle. A person who is looking to fall in love with someone who is really just a bunch of bees. <laughs> These people are made for each other. So I replied, Hey y'all, I'm single and ready for Pringles. A person who is looking for snack chips who is really just a bunch of bees. Someone who follows me on Twitter said, Hey y'all, I'm single and ready for jingles. A person who is in the holiday spirit and wants a mistletoe kiss. And then Matt. Matt said, Hey y'all, I'm single and ready to shingle. Hi, I'm Matt with Roofing Solutions, Oklahoma's leading roofing company. If I can't do it, no one can. And so now I'm trying to find a good follow-up tweet. I see. A good 
to follow? Good twerp. I'm thinking, hey y'all. I'm single and ready for shingles. A guy who is looking for love and hasn't had the chicken pox yet. <laughs> what do you think? Is that a, uh, that's a good tweet? It's, it's, not, it's an acceptable tweet. All right, I'm going to do it. I mean, it's, it's enough to, it's not like the, the sh- earth shattering tweet to end tweets, but it's enough to keep the ball rolling on yeah. these long form Twitter conversations that we're having. You know, I've 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 often felt that Twitter is really where the best discussion of all the topics of the day is coming from these days, and this is like a perfect example. Are you about to get political? No, I'm just I'm just saying that you know you're you're really expanding what the format can be mm. be used for. You know, you're taking it in new socio political directions. You're not wrong. Who would have thought that bees? who would have thought that bees is there a social media platform called buzz yet there must be oh there's buzzfeed buzzfeed i guess yeah but just buzz buzzer could be like twitter except you're not actually allowed to say anything you're just allowed to like sort of low level feel things at people so it's a twitter app it's a Twitter style. It's a Twitter-esque social media platform yeah. application for social networking. Mm-hmm. Wherein you post brief updates where all the words are onomatopoeia. Is that, was that what you got from what I said? Buzz. 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 Are we allowed to do other words or just buzz? Meow. Meow. What you got, Tim? Shake. Do you think shake is an automatopoeia? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, sure. Wrong. Well, no, it's not. Is it? I don't remember what anatomy is. Anatomy is a word that It's a sound word that is the word that it's a word that describes a sound. A sound word. It's a word that that is. All words are sound words, <sighs> and they all describe the thing that they. An anatomia is a word that is, I guess, a written. Expression of the sound that word is meant to express. Bam. Bam is an automatopoeia. Um, is, is an automatopoeia? How would you write? I don't know. It, signal, it signals something very particular in discussion when you go. But there's no real way to write it. If you write tongue click, you just sound pretentious. I think a moo is an onomatopoeia. <clears throat> well, those, yeah, animal sounds, I suppose. Chirp. Tweet, tweet. But is, is snort? Is, is I would Twitter, say is an onomatopoeia. Is Twitter a uh, onomatopoeia? Probably, eh? Probably. <laughs> Can you Twitter? Is a Twitter a... I think, well, I think a, that's a fair. Twitter, a, a, a Twitter of tweets. <clears throat> it's probably an onomatopoeia. Mm, kind of, but 
isn't that like the actual name of the of the Pikachu? Well, but like, yeah, I guess that's fair. Wait, so are the are the Pokemon's names just the sounds that the Pokemon make, or do the Pokemon learn their names and say them? I think it's just the sound that the Pokemon makes because when they evolve, they immediately know their new name. I guess so, but they could have learned what their new name was going to be before they evolved. Like, like you know, son, when you grow up, you're going to be a Charmeleon. And then they, like, take on that identity. Like, when you graduate, you immediately start calling yourself, like, Dr. Such and Such. I never graduated. Well, so Can you find an example that relates more directly to my experience? As soon as you became... A valuable member never of society. <laughs> okay, never mind. Yeah, I I don't know for you. You haven't gotten married. You haven't graduated. You're still a Pikachu, man. I don't know what to say. So, like, I would agree with you, in theory, that that might be possible. Were it not for the fact that there are Pokemon whose evolved forms were discovered in later generations of the game. Okay, but that For example, Scyther. Right, to your knowledge, can't evolve because you don't know anything past Gen 1 yet. Right? I don't. But does Scyther not know that Scyther can evolve? It doesn't. How because it... it was discovered in the second generation of games. But so how... a Scyther from the 90s wouldn't know what a Scyther from the 2000s would know. Well, hold on. But if a Scyther... If, if you don't know that Scyther can evolve, that doesn't mean that Scyther doesn't know. Scyther... How would it tell you? Because Scyther evolves when you attach a metal coat to it okay and you give it to your friend that's fine so scyther doesn't assume that you're going to do that or know that that's a possibility maybe all this time scyther's been trying to tell you hey dude give me a metal coat and give me to your friend but all he's been able to say is scyther you're not wrong that's a possibility pokemon are mysterious. Mm. They just, they, they, yeah, they just are what they are. Are they? Are they magic? I don't think they they're, just, magic. they're just magic. Is that is that how they work? What would you? Is it, is it just? It's it's just, just just sorcery and as moonshine. A, as a boy, mm-hmm. as a boy who's intimately acquainted with the Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. How would you define magic? Um within the canon of the Harry Potter. Within the canon of Harry Potter magic is very odd actually cuz it like you would think that it was like magic seems to be just physics like a different physics, like an overlay of physics, right? There's there's these other laws that aren't the natu- the so-called natural laws. They're the magical laws, right? So people can discover things like the 12 uses of dragon's blood and all this nonsense, and like it seems to follow rules. Anything that follows rules, you could just, you could just call it science sure. if you f- figured out the rules. But it seems to be somehow intimately connected with like the human person, right? I think that's what usually makes things magic or like with, with the wills of creatures and things. 
Sure. Because any any law that doesn't care about your will, you just think of as a physical law. But any law that did think about, like, that was affected by, like, what you think it should do, like, if you can make it do that just by thinking about it, then it becomes magic. That is my perception of what magic is. <laughs> then I don't think Pokemon is magic. Well, because the thing with Pokemon is like Pokemon have powers yeah. and abilities. Yeah, but, but those, those come from their genetics. Those come from their genetic makeup. Yeah, but like a, a Pokemon, for example, can just like decide to conjure a bunch of water and like shoot it at another Pokemon, right? Like that's a that's the wheel of the Pokemon that does that. Maybe some Pokemon have like some Pokemon have like a store of it within them. Oh yeah, that's developed by like a gland, I guess. Oh, interesting. Like if you think about like so Charmander, right? Yeah, he's got the fire on his tail. Uh huh. If that goes out, Charmander dies. Oh, interesting. That's canon. There's an episode of Pokemon where a Charmander is dying because its trainer left it out on a stump in the rain. All right. So that's like its lifeblood is its tail fire. And the flame that burns on Charmander's tail presumably spreads through its body in addition. So it's not so much that the tail fire keeps it alive. <clears throat> it's that an alive Charmander always has a tail flame. No, the tail fire, if it burns out, the Charmander like gets hypothermia or something. Oh, but if it the tail fire burns out, it's because the entire like fire throughout the Charmander is also burned out. I think that the correlation is backwards there. Okay. Like if the, if the tail fire burns out, the rest of Charmander cannot continue to produce heat. Ah. Like, it needs that in order to continue. It, so, like, you know how your heart pumps blood to the rest of your body? Yeah. If, you're, if your heart stops pumping blood, the rest of your body will not have blood and you will die? Yes. But if you chop your hand off, it'll bleed, but your heart will still pump blood, right? So if you plug Charmander's mouth, it can't spit fire, but uh-huh. it'll still have fire in it from its tail heart. Right. So if you cut off a Charmander's tail, does it die? Probably. Or does it just like shoot a massive rocket flame out of its butt, out of like the wound that you left? I think you need to stop justifying yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I do need to sleep during the night. (coughs) It's a 7.02 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Daylight Savings. Montreal, Quebec. Boom. Yeah, I don't know. I think, like, my understanding of Pokemon's, like, I guess, elemental abilities is that they're primarily, like, a genetic thing that's part of that Pokemon. Okay, so maybe it's not so much magic as the alternate physics of that universe. Right, yeah. Because there are, I mean, there are psychic Pokemon mm-hmm. who I think are kind of magical. In right. that they have, like, ESPN. Yeah. But... 
But most Pokemon seem kind of telekinetic, so maybe Psychic right. isn't so much of a step. Right, yeah. But even then, I'd say that those are like a genetic condition as opposed to a, a magic, right? Well, can't magic be in your genes? Can't you have magic genes? There's a sale at tpublic.com right now. For the rest of this week, for $14, you can get a magic pair of jeans with a Saiga antelope on the groin. Can you really? I wish. I wish that we could make custom pants. Yeah, that'd be fun. No one ever puts like designs on, on their pants unless they're leggings. Uh, you could put them on the butt of your jeans with like like shiny stones, maybe? I sp- like rhinestones? Sequins? I suppose you could. You could also... But yeah, no one has like graphic printed t-shirt pants, you know? Yeah, well, you, could, you could do sweats that say juicy. Oh, yeah. And I suppose they can say other things than juicy as well. It's just people so rarely take that opportunity. What would you, if you could... Hmm? If I could? Well, I think that there's a, there's a right market That's the for... the whole question. Just what would you if you could? I think there's a right market for human bumper stickers. I think <coughs> if people are okay with putting their, like, you know, political or societal or my kid went to college opinions on the back of their cars. I break for Frogger. Why not on the back of their butts? That's a good idea. Right? So make like bumper sticker sweatpants. You just call it bummer sticker. Oh, man. This is a million dollar idea. Did we just hit on our, our ticket to unending riches and glory? Probably. Okay, that's cool. So nobody steal this idea. Um, we want we want, we want this one. 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday, November 14th, 2016. Copyright. Tim Blay and Tom Zalat and I. I've got a stickers. I ate a. I ate six eighths of a pizza today. You did. And then I drank a, a coffee. And my throat's a little. scratchy as a result. <laughs> oh, I feel bad for you. Having eaten so much pizza and then drank coffee. Thanks. Yeah. It's, real, it's real tough. It's a hard day. Doing that. Yeah. So there's a new Pokemon game that comes out this Friday. Sun and Moon, sun where and moon. you... Is it on the sun and the moon? Nope. Is it about the sun and the moon? Yeah. What so they, role they've... do the sun and the moon play in the Pokemon? So since the second generation of Pokemon games... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been like a clock feature in that the game recognizes if it's day or night. Like in real life or just arbitrarily like switches between day and night? In real life, like as you're playing. Ah, okay. So like if you're playing at nine in the morning, it is daytime in your game. Mm. But if you're playing at nine in the evening, it's night. Uh, And this has always been a feature that basically only really affects your like which Pokemon pop up sometimes like right like maybe a Rattata likes the daytime but uh, the owl themed Pokemon Hoot Hoot shows up in the night it's actually named Hoot Hoot there is an owl named Hoot Hoot sometimes I start to respect Pokemon then I don't let's unpack that 
Muy Tasterama. Okay, so explain to me the, what's the different with this one. So the difference with this one is that the plot is also affected by the time of day, basically. Hmm. So, um, And there also seem to be a lot of gameplay mechanics that are affected by it, like... There's some evolutions that are affected by it and like key story elements. And the interesting thing with Sun and Moon is that the two different versions take place in like a 12 hour time delay, I guess. So if you're playing Pokemon Sun, it's real time. Okay. If you're playing Pokemon Moon, it's 12 hours later. So that if you're playing in the daytime, you're playing in night. Oh. Whereas in Pokemon Sun, if you play in the daytime, you're playing in day. So if you bought Pokemon Sun, yeah, but then both of us played it, you yeah. would have opposite experiences. Because you'd be playing at night? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if if I bought Pokemon Sun and you bought Pokemon Moon and we played them at the same time, we'd have opposite experiences as well. But if we played them as our sleep schedules dictate, then we would have bought the same game. To some extent, but there's also like version exclusive Pokemon and like the storyline mm. is slightly different from one game to the other. I see. I bought Moon because... Because you like being nocturnal, but you can't. I actually kind of wanted Sun, but but Andy was getting Sun, so I bought Moon. I see. Andy Sherman did the art for our podcast. Andy Sherman. He bought Sun, so I bought Moon. So that we can trade the version exclusive Pokemon to each other. I see. And uh, the reason I bring up Pokemon Sun and Moon is because we were talking about like Pokemon genetics affecting their typing and stuff, right? Yes. And in Pokemon Sun and Moon, there's like version or region variants on the Pokemon. So okay. that the new world of Sun and Moon calls back Pokemon from the original 150, like Exeggutor and Sandshrew. Oh, did, is it usually like a complete wipe? Like when you when you get a new Pokemon game, there's like none of the original Pokemon? No, no, but they're they're just the same as they used to be. Ah. Whereas in Sun and Moon, they're, they have new forms. Ah, so I like, see. So Diglett and Dugtrio have like blonde hair now. Right. And they've gained the steel typing, which changes the game. Raichu is no longer only electric. He's like psychic as well. Psylectric. Vulpix and Ninetales. What type are they, Tim? Um, tails. They're the type with a lot of tails. They fly behind Sonic the Hedgehog? Yes. Can they? Because they look like they could do that. Do they? Do they like fly with their tails ever? They're in, quadrupedal dog type animals. Do you think that they look like they fly? So is Tails. He flies. He's bipedal. Oh, not really. He's bipe- Tails is so bipedal. His okay. front hands are hands. <laughs> yeah, but like... Front his... hands or hands <clears throat> are hands or bipedal. But his species isn't bipedal. Like, he's a cat or whatever. He's a fox. He's Tails Foxes the fox. Foxes are quadrupedal. Not so Tails the fox. Vulpix is quadrupedal. Tails yeah. is a biped. And my, my point is that neither of them naturally fly with Tails, but Tails seems to. So, yeah. can Vulpix? No. No? Okay, right. but you know anyway. Vulpix is a fire type, fiery, right? Fiery, fire. In Sun and Moon, Vulpix and Ninetales are ice types. Icy, icy, ice. And so it brings up this thing that was, you know, kind of a theory that people had prior that was never really given much, like, much of a leg to stand on, either mm-hmm. two or four legs, depending or a, on which Pokemon you look at. 
or a tail to fly with. This theory was never given hands with which to give massages. This theory was never given a nose through which to breathe and smell. 7.11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Montreal, November 2, 14, 12, 6. Boop. <laughs> so this theory was never given a podcast. This theory was never given a pod to cast. Mm. This theory is never going to cow to milk. So I'm going to milk it. All right. And so now there's like canonical evidence in the Pokemon lore that the regions have like created an actual like evolution in the Pokemon as opposed to the sort of like metamorphosis that we call Pokemon evolution where like so, a Pidgey evolving to a Pidgeotto is more of a metamorphosis. Like yeah. it's a caterpillar going in a cocoon. Whereas yes. a Caterpie evolving into a Metapod into a Butterfree is a metamorphosis. Um, but a Pidgey I, evolving into a weird Pidgey that's a different type. That's it. That's is more evolution. Of a, more of an yeah. evolution. Well, is it? Yeah. But there's or no there's no Pidgey. But like a, a Sandshrew going from being ground type to being ice type, depending on the region, is like, oh yeah, clearly over centuries of this Pokemon suddenly being in this area, it has like changed its genetic makeup. So is is the overarching theory for this that all Pokemon have a common ancestor? Yeah, actually. So Ditto, who yeah. is a Pokemon you can't get in Pokemon Go yet, but you know Ditto. Yeah, he's the one that can turn into all the Pokemon. He's a little pink boy. Yeah. Uh, so Ditto, people have the theory that Ditto is a failed experiment to clone Mew. Right. Mew was is theoretically maybe the original Pokemon because oh. Mew can also transform into whatever it wants. Okay. Well, and that doesn't sound like color scheme to Ditto. And we know that people tried to clone Mew because that's how Mewtwo came to exist. Because he was the first semi-successful clone of Mew, but he was too powerful and he broke some things. Well, if he's the same as Mew, why is he more powerful? Because he's not the same as Mew. He's not <laughs> he a clone? First, well, he was the first clone that wasn't just a pile of goop. Hold on, is Mew a type or just a single, like there's one Mew or is there a whole species of Mews? There's one Mew, he's a single entity. So, and he's supposed to be the original Pokemon? Right. How? So, so this gets he into like... He like birthed all of the other Pokemon well, that's without having another member of his species? This gets into like interesting Pokemon creation myth things because okay. they have a Pokemon who's like the god Pokemon to them, who's like the creator Pokemon essentially. All right. His name is Arceus. And he's a big, like, weird looking, like, horse dog kind of dude. Um, and so the the mythology would be that Arceus, I guess, begat Mew. Okay. And then Mew was there. And they tried to clone Mew or something. Who's they? Scientists. Okay, so there's like there was like this one Mew that was like the first Pokemon. Mm-hmm. There were already scientists at the time. Mm-hmm. They tried to clone Mew and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. They tried to clone Mew again and it worked even less. Maybe. And uh, and then suddenly all the other Pokemon. No, so like, so I think that Mew probably. I'm not sure exactly how like all the other species came to exist, but it's presumed that Mew would be like the common ancestor of all of them. But also Mew is a single Pokemon who's still alive. Sure, right. So like, 
I don't know exactly where, where this theory falls apart is probably it's a, there, but so it's a, it's like a Tower of Babel situation almost, where like Mew could be any of those Pokemon, right? And then uh, for some reason, that all those bits of him got like split apart and like spread all over the place, right? I mean, if you think about it in terms of like the Judeo Christian creation myth, right? Yeah, like Mew is actually more the sort of more the sort of Jesus figure. Let that's, me that's not in the creation myth. Well, let me let me explain how this works. So, okay. like, so Arceus is God and creates Pokemon, and Pokemon exist, right? They're the birds in the seas of the fish, and the the birds of the sky, and the fish of the oceans, and you know, Taurus, mm-hmm. the whales of the land, and 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 whatever Hitmonlee is, and yeah, uh, and then eventually, a perfect Pokemon is created, and that's Mew. Mew is perfect because it can have all the moves and it can look like whatever and it's cute and there's one of it, right? Oh, okay. And then man tried to recreate Mew and made a bunch of abominations that look a little bit like Mew. And that's what Ditto is. And then eventually man got really close to making a perfect clone of Mew, but it made Mewtwo. And Mewtwo was like corrupt and fuck shit up. I see. And so, you know... All the the other Pokemon that exist were kind of there from the beginning-ish as well. And then gradually evolved as they spread across territories. And you know. uh, This is all not canon. So <laughs> the thing that's canon is that, that they did try to clone Mew and that the only successful clone was Mewtwo. But this is all just sort of speculation that's come up from years of people thinking about it. So did creator, what's his name? Arceus? Did Arceus also make man? Debatable? Uh, presumably? Within okay. the within the Pokemon universe, presumably Arceus made man, right? So in that case, you would it would almost be like man is a weird sort of Pokemon with no powers. Right. And then the Except Pokemon that the power his power is his his mind, dominion his dominion over the Pokemon. His ability to be intelligent. <laughs> yeah. Or something. Well, that's kind of what we are, right? Yeah. So, Man, so we're just like a weird, we're just like a weird other Pokemon, yeah, who has figured out how to sort of make all the other Pokemon into our servants. Yeah, I guess that's that's fairly and fairly analogous to real world. Yeah, yeah, just another animal who's conquered everybody else. Right. So then the key the key difference in the Pokemon world to our world is that. Pokemon are animals who also can like spit fire and stuff. Yeah. Well, we've got bugs that can shoot fire out their butts. Do we? Yeah. They're called bombardier beetles. Bombardier beetles. Yeah. They have two like chemical glands Mm -hmm. in their butts. Right. And when those chemicals combine, Mm. they explode. Oh. And so they they shoot these jets of chemicals out of their butts and then they combine and they make like a explosion times. Yeah, hmm. it's pretty cool. So that's it's that's some thoughts about Pokemon typing. Do you think that, that if uh, if an old Vulpix mm-hmm. and a new Vulpix got together, they would ever sing a duet? I thought you were going to ask if they'd have like a water type. No, no, no. I just, I just. Do you think they'd they'd sing? Do they sing? Do they have? Do they have songs? I don't know. That's interesting. Could they have a song of ice and fire?
It's 7.19 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're listening to the hottest show on the internet and the iciest. It's up for discussion with Tim and Tom. It's Arrested Development. Okay, this is the strangest episode we've ever done. So it gets to that point in the episode. They're sitting there and there's just a minute of silence. That wasn't a minute. We could have gone longer. We could go. Let's let's actually, it was November's Day. What? Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was November's Day. That was, yeah, like a couple days ago. That's not the song. That is a New Year's song. (laughs) You got to stop justifying yourself. (laughs) Okay, no, no, no. Here's what we're going to do. It's 19.21 p.m. Monday, November 14th, 2016, Eastern Standard Time. We're coming to you live from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, in North America, in the northern hemisphere of our planet Earth. In the year 2016 of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's that's like a NASA countdown or something. (laughs) You know know how like there's like it's all like ten, (laughs) nine, eight, and for some reason they can never turn down the mic low enough that it doesn't peak. We're coming to you live from Montreal, Quebec. That was there's some some Massey Harris going on right there. Massey Harris. Mm Mm-hmm. Well. I got nothing. You ever have an itchy nose? Just now. Wow. Yep. Wow. Look at the. Imagine that timing. Good timing. For the best timing. Do you, do you ever have a? Awkward silence. Yeah, all the time. I was gonna ask if you ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to do the silence again. <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to read some tweets? Let's read some tweets. Some tweets. Let's read some tweets. From whom? Let's read some tweets. I got a tweet. Let's read some tweets. Oh, I'm a tweet. I think it's a I'm real. I'm a weirdo. What is, what is that? Radio, radio head? 
Radiolab, yeah. Tim, I think it's a real shame that the word palindrome isn't a palindrome. Mm. You know, Tom, hmm? I'm back from the dentist. He sanded the cracked bit down, but I'm going to need a crown. Let's remember those who fought and died to get us to this point, and let's work so that nobody else has to ever again. Has anyone else noticed that Starbucks holiday cups don't have Jesus on them? What the fuck? L. M. A. O. Zach Braff at Zach Braff says, at least we have Vine. A two-headed shark. The birth of the solar system. And more amazing images. More amazing images of the week from popular science. What if Jack Antonoff's name is a command? <laughs> what? Explain that one. What if Jack Antonoff is just named Anton? No. And he's telling you what to do. No, please, 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 no. That's not good. I do not appreciate Raising hands emoji. Star Trek, Star Talk at Star Talk Radio says, Thanks, Rocky, to ASAP Rocky. What did the bread farmer say to the boys with headaches who stole his bread? Hey, those are my grains. This has been up for discussion. It's been a pleasure doing business with you. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash up for discussion. Give us a dollar. We got some things. 7.26 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Montreal, Quebec. Monday, November 14th, 2016. Hey, Mom, can you call the school and tell them that I'm going to be dad today? What? Tell them that I'm not showing up. See you next week. You gotta stop justifying yourself.